What do we do? A podcast discussing wealth management and financial planning. Hosted by the founder and CEO of Great Lakes Wealth, Dewey Steffen. Alongside radio personality, Kyle Bogey. Well, a new year, a new podcast, the same hosts. Kyle Bogey, Dewey Steffen here at Great Lakes Wealth. The What Do We Do podcast here in 2021. And first things first, obviously want to wish a happy new year you know, to everyone out there. But if you didn't have a chance to get caught up on 2020, all the podcasts that we have already done here on the What Do We Do podcast, please go back on Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. There's an entire library, a big catalog of everything that we did. So get caught up on that. And then here we are in the new year, and Dewey, we got a new format. We got some great guests coming on. It should be an unbelievable year for this pod. Bogey, I was fired up in 2020, but I am off the charts here in 2021. This is amazing. It's great to see you. Happy New Year to you. Sully in the control room, Happy New Year to you. Um, as we say, we're just getting started. We really are. And, you know, there's a lot uh, that is going to change. We're going from one episode per week on Tuesday mornings to now two episodes per month, and those are going to be What Do We Do Wednesdays, okay? And again, you can go back to the previous episode. There's a full explanation on the overall format, some guests that we're going to have coming on as well. So very excited to kind of shift the focus a little bit, but really up, I think, the content overall here on the What Do We Do podcast. What Do We Do Wednesdays. Just love <laughs> the ring of that, right? And then you also have one podcast that will be timeless, one podcast that will be timely, right? So we're going to give our listeners, we're going to give our viewers the opportunity to uh, pay attention, follow along, but then have some time to digest, go back and uh, revisit, replay, and then uh, we'll get at it again. So it's going to be fantastic. So with a, a new year, a new show, new format, everything that we have going on, uh, it is important actually to set the table and get yourself in the right position financially as you begin you know, a new calendar year. So I want to make sure that we go through a pretty extensive, essentially checklist for the new year as you begin your financial planning, as you start to figure out what your budget is and what you want to save for that year, what you want to spend, what you want to invest. And here at Great Lakes Wealth, there really is an extensive, I guess, detailed look at everything you need to kind of think about, you know, for any given year. So I guess for starters, what exactly, you know, is it when I say, you know, your start of year planning, like what comes to mind first and foremost for you when we talk about start of year financial planning? Well, we've said this cliche in the past, but if you fail to plan, you plan to fail, right? And then a goal without a plan is just a wish, okay? So you really need to understand that this is serious business. This isn't fun and games. This is your financial future, right? And before we get into it, I got a little something for you, Kyle. Here's hoping that 2020 really is hindsight. What do you think about that? Think about that for a minute, right? Let's turn the page and go to 2021, okay? Thankfully. Yes. So along with that, um, yes, you have to kind of understand with financial planning that you have to 
build a plan. But then if you have a plan, and I got to imagine that many of our listeners and our viewers already have a plan, but you need to then review that plan, right? So if you are listening for the first time or you're just getting started, as we say, then listen up and get this plan in place. And if you are a seasoned investor or someone who's uh, you know been with us and working with us for a while, this is your friendly reminder to dust off that book, dust off your notes or uh, straighten up in your chair a little bit and uh, review your plan. Okay, so first things first then, if you had to do almost a self-evaluation of your finances, your investing, you know, what you want to accomplish that year, your goals, I guess what are some of the first questions that you need to ask yourself as you begin your, your start of year planning? First thing we do is we say it's not all financial. We say the big three are healthy, wealthy, and wise. Okay, so listen, money is important but your health, equally important. We agree on that. And then again, making good decisions, MGD, we also can just say be wise, right? Learn as, as, uh, as you go along. So once you talk about the big three, we're going to narrow down to financial matters today, and that would be the wealthy part. Okay, so when you're talking about your wealthy planning and financial planning, we here at Great Lakes Wealth call it Goals-based planning. We believe that you need to have a set of goals. Maybe they're short-term, medium, long-term. Maybe it's, in your world, saving for that new set of golf clubs. Maybe it's for your daughter's college. Maybe it's for your own retirement, right? So you kind of have to understand what your goals are and attack them individually, but uh, uh, as pieces of the bigger puzzle, right? And we start it all with three main questions. Where are you now? Where are you going and how the heck are you going to get there? Make sense? Absolutely. So, again, with that, you have to, again, have a plan or review your plan. And with that, take an inventory. Let's start with where are we, which is where are we now, right? So take your inventory. Uh, get a list of your assets. Understand how much is in that emergency fund. We've talked about that. A lot of times cash is king, and it is for an emergency. But with the excess cash put it to work because cash is also trash. So uh, make sure you have six to 12 months in an emergency account, uh, depending on your specific situation. And as we always say, talk to your personal financial advisor as well. Uh, you know, uh, itemize and inventory your retirement accounts, other investment savings accounts, any real estate, all your balances. Make sure you have your beneficiaries up to date. Know your credit score. Understand your liabilities. You know your mortgage. Understand just where you're at. If you um, have a significant other, Let's have a family meeting. Let's talk about these things, okay? Maybe there's That's awkward, that... though, talking about money and listen, finances, investing. Ooh, everyone, that can be an interesting conversation, who, do. Listen, I'm telling you, everyone who gets stuck talking to me on a daily basis understands that I love communication, okay? Most say I love to talk, but I call it communication, okay? I like to communicate, and as you always tell me, Dewey, you have two ears and one mouth, and I'm like... <laughs> What does that mean, Bogey? And you're like, think about it, pal. Okay. So anyway, I'm again kidding for a minute, but communication, and this is a bent, whether it's um, issues in relationships or just issues to where you need to be financially. If you're not communicating about credit card debt or what you're going to do with the slush fund for the vacation versus I don't know the the you know the new golf clubs versus you know some new furniture for the house, whatever it is, if people are just you know moving independently, you're not going to be efficient. 
in your finances, and I would argue it's also going to over, you know, it's going to overflow and spill into other areas of your life. So communication is the key. Understand where you're at, and then again, review everything with your financial advisor that's financial related. And along those same lines, shameless plug for Great Lakes Wealth. If you're not satisfied with your current financial advisor, or you just do a review of your fees. The uh, returns generated, the services provided, and if you are very comfortable with what is happening, fantastic. Absolutely, you thank that advisor you're working with and appreciate what they're doing for you. But if you're not completely satisfied, please reach out to them and let them know. If it happens to be here, please let us know. But otherwise, we would love the opportunity to talk to anyone out there that's not 100% satisfied where they're at and see if we can help. And as always, uh, for more information, go to Great Lakes Wealth. Dot us. So you understand, I guess, where you're at as it pertains to start of your planning. Then we move to essentially goals-based. Where are you going next? Where are you going, right? You've got your short-term goals, medium-term goals, long-term goals. And there's a host of them, but just a few in each category. Again, short-term, establish your budget. What are you going to spend this year? What are you going to make this year? We've talked before, you really need to make sure that you make more than you spend. Save 20 to 25% if you can. Um, And once you do that, review again that emergency fund. That's very critical. Wasn't even a year ago, just last March. We had a Situation. Have you heard of this? Coronavirus, COVID 19. It was pretty significant. Okay. When this also happened in the past, let's not forget 2008, financial crisis, 2000, 2002. Okay? Things happen. This, it happens, mm-hmm. and you have to be prepared. And prepared is not, and I'm telling you this very seriously, it is not having all your money in mutual funds or in stocks and figure, oh, when the next punch comes, I'll just sell. It's not how it works because everything drops before the punch actually you know, is felt in your stomach. So cash needs to be set aside for the rainy day. Don't commingle those assets. When you talk about budgeting for the year, would you suggest, I guess, that you know you do that on a monthly basis, on a quarterly basis, or literally annually, whatever your salary is, and then try to, in some small way, figure out what your bills are? I guess, what is the best way or best advice that you give in going about budgeting? Yes, uh, great question. And we say, again, you know, start at the top and so do an annual budget, but really because you know what your annual salary is and you know what your annual expenses are, perhaps, perhaps. Uh, but As close as you can. Right. And yeah. that's also, again, a plug for uh, getting, uh, you know, a software, getting an app, getting something that can help financial services related, whether that's go to Mint. Um, you know, I think there's personal capital uh, for businesses. You know, it's QuickBooks, whatever the case is. But go and get an annual budget, a place like you just asked. But we actually hear all the time, right? recommend uh, monthly. You need to know your monthly expenses because that really drills it down. Some of your bills might be quarterly, but again, you need to understand month by month where you're at. Because again, back to the savings, three to six months or six to 12 months of savings. We never said two quarters. We didn't say a year, half of a year. We said month to month, month. So uh, a month is the way to go, right? Best practices. Let's do the best job we can around here, okay? Uh, along, again, short-term goals. Make sure you don't pay for credit cards. Whatever else, just understand what's going on in the short term. Um, that also might be funding your Roth or traditional IRA uh, for 2020, even though it's 2021. Kyle, I know you know this from last year. You can make your contributions to your 2020 Roth and traditional IRAs up until what date? Uh, December 31st. Oh, boy. Sully, I'm calling in the lefty. Come on, pal. April 15th. 
April 15th. Oh, correct, because that's okay. technically the, yeah, I so, got you. So right now, in early January, you can still contribute to the 2020 sure. Roth IRA, traditional IRA. If you qualify, again, consult your uh, tax advisor. But you are correct, Kyle, and I know what you had in the mind is your 401ks, yeah. 403bs. <laughs> those are year-end 1231. Mm-hmm. So yes. So it's, again, same thing. You want to understand and start putting into those. Those are short-term goals also, right? So for 2020, it is still 6000 for a Roth or a traditional IRA with a $1,000 catch-up provision if you're 50 or older. So that could be 7000 for last year still, 2020, plus this year you can contribute now. So, um, you know, think about that, and uh, I encourage all investors to do that if you qualify. And your 401k and 403b, 2020 is in the books. Like you said, 1231, close that door. Happy New Year, New Year 2021. You can do 19,500 into 401ks or 403bs, and then the catch-up provision there is 26,000. So that's short-term. Mid-term goals, medium-term goals, get life insurance, review your life insurance, disability um, you know, from employment insurance, uh, buy your first home. If you have a home, think about uh, refinancing it, uh, and then maybe what? Uh, put some money aside. Maybe you want to start a family. Maybe you are funding uh, children already. Maybe some grandchildren. Maybe some college expenses. Those are your midterm goals. And then the long-term goals, again, would be anything having to do with retirement, right? How much are you going to need to retire? We've talked about this exhaustively in the last 30-plus episodes, right? You can go to, again, our website, Great Lakes Wealth. We have calculators. What do you need to have? to have the retirement that you want, how much do you need to have saved. We've talked about what it takes to be a millionaire, if you need to live on 100000 a year, whatever it is. So go through that and figure out how much you're going to need and then how much that equates to having to have saved and then how you'll walk down that road. Does that make some sense? Of course, yeah. So you go from essentially where are you going to, well, how the heck are you actually going to get there? What's the planning that has to essentially go into that? Right? So you've got it. We started with, uh, what, where are you now? And then uh, where are you going? And how are you going to get there? Right? And so with how you're going to get there, you then need to understand, well, I have um, savings. I have money. I have things that I can invest in. I can use my capital to create more capital. But I also understand that I have debt. And so I want to shrink my liabilities. I want to grow my assets. Right? Just take that pyramid Raise it on one side and shrink it on the other. I call it the double dip, Kyle. I call that a, the two-headed monster, baby. Woo! <laughs> anyway, so with all that, again, look at your debt first. We always say, especially in this environment, interest rates are historic lows. We've talked about this again many times in 2020. You need to refinance and service any bad debt or eliminate it. I kind of use the rule of 6%. If you have traditional debt that's uh, above 6%, do what you need to do. Take some of your cash to pay that down, pay that off. Certainly credit cards, uh uh-uh, uh-uh. That defeats the whole purpose. You need to pay those bad boys off on a monthly basis. Kyle, I'm actually also frozen in terms of having a credit card to get points for your airline's miles because I don't know who's flying like they used to, and so really – you know, you have to determine if the credit card to get the points is even worth it like it used to be. But I still do. I'm kind of a, you know, old old habits die hard in that world. <laughs> points is points, as they say. But um, understand whatever your debt is. You know, uh, rethink your car insurance. Uh, understand whether it's uh, bills at home, utility bills. That could be cable. Um, that could be, you know, your energy bills. Things. Just are you, are you using them? Do you need them? Kyle, do you have a, uh, a wired phone at your house? 
I do not. Have you heard of these things? Uh, it's been a while since I've seen one. Yeah, rotary phones, push button phones. Uh, ro- I'm sorry, rotary. Yeah, rotary. Check this out. Yeah, go to the go to the um, Henry Ford uh, Museum. I think they have some of those in there. But uh, some people uh, have them still. Yeah. But a lot of people, year in and year out, get rid of that, cut the cord, if you will, right? And uh, that's well, it's just unnecessary at a certain point, you know. Well, I've got a family member I will not name. That says, you know what happened back in uh, 2003? We had a blackout in the Midwest. Mm-hmm, I remember. In the month of August. And the cell phones didn't work. And only those uh, wired phones. So this person in my family is ready. If it <laughs> happens again, they have a phone. I've said, who are you going to call? No one else has one. <laughs> yeah. Right? Anyway, so yes, um, you're right. But those are expenses. $100 a month is $100 a month. If you need a family plan for your cell phone, I mean, whatever well, it is. And I've noticed too, and I'm, I'm certainly no expert on it, but you know, you get, say you get the, the Peacock app, that's $5 a month. And then you get the WWE Network, that's $9.99 a month. Netflix, $14.99. Who, you add all of these apps up, while they're small, every single time that they're charged to your account every month, it can add up to $100, $150. I mean, if you're not using them, start eliminating some of those little things. Absolutely, right? Pennies turn into quarters, turn into dollars. And if you add all that up, multiply it by so many years, that is money, baby. That is money that you're giving to other companies. So guess what? That's why we say you need to invest in companies. I used to always use the example of oil. And when gas was back at the pump, 4 or $5 a gallon. I don't miss those days. You know what I mean? $100 to fill up an SUV, $30 to fill up the, you know, the little... The little cars, um, I used to say, well, you might as well buy a share of ExxonMobil or a share of Amico or a share of ConocoPhillips just so when you're pumping, you're at least kind of making a buck on the other side. Right? You're almost double dipping at that point, Almost right? double <laughs> dipping. Or you're, you know, right, you're, you're, uh, you're uh, I don't know, you're deleting, you're, you're, you know, you're yeah, di- diluting, yes, yeah, some yeah. of them. Um, or if it's Amazon and you own a share of that, actually, you're totally double dipping. You're getting your goods quick and you're actually making a ton of money owning one share of that stock. Hey, are you kidding me? Fantastic, <laughs> right? We, we talked about that. Again, go back to one of the first episodes. We talked about how wealthy Amazon has made its investors. So um, with that, um, you need to understand uh, how you're going to get there. So you know, reduce your debt, eliminate your debt, monthly budget items as we talked about, and then the savings side, right? So on the savings side, review your investments, your asset allocation. Nothing stays constant. Have you heard this one? The only thing constant in life is change. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that goes for the markets and goes for everything else. You have to understand that things like last March happened, and so you need to rebalance your portfolio. Mm -hmm. We always say at the very basic level, you should rebalance your investments annually, right? You can put on auto rebalance. You might have annuities. They can do these things excuse me, annually, uh, your portfolio, you might want to do a little bit more than that. Could be uh, semi-annually, could be quarterly, could be monthly. Uh, we always say you know, a lot of it depends on the percentages up and down and all those types of things. It gets more complicated, but in a simple situation, you need to review your investments. If it's uh, long-term retirement investments, you may re- rebalance them differently than you would your shorter-term, more tactical investments. The dollar amount in your portfolio also makes a difference. How far away you are, again, from uh, some of your goals that we talked about earlier, that's going to make a difference. Along with reviewing and rebalancing, this will be the theme of 2021, is, again, rotate and rebalance, right? The work-from-home economy, the play-from-home versus the get-out-and-go We'll talk about that a little bit later. So as the uh, world turns, as uh, the constant changes, 
you want to need it with, with your investments as well. Make some sense? Absolutely. So so what's something, I guess, that, that you have to keep in mind here as you're rotating and rebalancing and going through, essentially doing a full evaluation of your investments, your portfolio, what's something that you need to kind of consider and, and almost err on the side of caution as it pertains to, is it, you know, potentially taxes? Is it, you know, what is something that you need to make sure you're paying attention to when you do this? Bogey, man, I am so fired up. It's like an older brother to his younger brother right now. Like, you've been paying attention, my man. Like, you're not that much older I'm than me. telling you. No, no, I know. I'm, I'm just a little <laughs> bit, but that's the little older brother thing. You know what I mean? And so with that, you're absolutely on the right track. We've talked about this in the past. Taxes are important. Recognizing where you're at. If it's a retirement account, then again, the tax savings is actually, you know, if you can put more in and reduce your taxable income. If you are doing deductible IRAs and that sort of things. But even if you're not, what's in there grows either tax uh, deferred or tax free, depending on the vehicle. So absolutely, taxes are important. And then pulling it out once you are retired, and we had a podcast about uh, living off of your investments. Um, those are taxed at different rates, depending if it comes out of a Roth versus your uh, 401k or IRA, and uh, perhaps a non-taxable. Uh, non-retirement uh, non account, if you will. So uh, your taxes are super important. We also talk about when you're rebalancing short-term versus long-term capital gains. So if you bought something on Tuesday, if it doubled in value, whoa, that'd be great. Tell me who told you that one. Oh, <laughs> man. Um, if you did that and you sell it, you still have to pay short-term capital gains, which is basically your income tax rate versus if it's an investment that's over a year. So a lot of times you might have an investment that's 11 months in and you're up a fair amount. Hey, I'm going to cash out a little bit of this bad boy. I'm going to go get me my golf clubs. Maybe it makes some sense to hold on for another week or two or three and get to that uh, you know, 13th month, if you will. The tax treatment's different. And that's where talking to a financial advisor can certainly come into play, right? Because most people, including yourself and Great Lakes Wealth, would have an answer for that. Absolutely, yes. Talk to a professional. Your financial services professional, uh, your accountant won't necessarily know about uh, where you're at in terms of what you should be buying and selling, but he or she can absolutely help you with what is a short-term gain, long-term gain, and what you may have harvested on their books or on your books um, as you know, you're moving down the track. So that's all important stuff. Um, and uh, I think the final that we talk about is how you're going to get there is maybe have more than one income stream. See, that's interesting because that's kind of a non-traditional you know, thing, at least in my mind. You know, The last several years in my previous career, I really started to think, okay, how many other things can I do here? What what other ancillary jobs, side jobs can you potentially have, you know, to start paying off bills and start maybe saving or having that fun, you know, money that you can potentially just, you know, use every single month? That's kind of a new age thing, whether it's starting a business, whether it's, you know, becoming an Amazon, you know, seller, whatever it is, a dog walker, I, I mean, a dog babysitter. There are so many different things that you can do to just generate income. We should come up with a phrase for this. I mean, side job. Like, what is that? Right? Side that's, gig. Side hustles. That's side hustles. Oh, you one. ruined my thunder. I was going to say. CNBC is yes, all over that right? one. Yeah. Side hustle. That's what it is. It's a side hustle, man. And I don't even know if one's enough. You know? I mean, again, when you're working from home. It's expensive home, to live. Well, it's crazy. Yes. And you again, you should be working more efficiently. Yes. Uh, working from home is still working. But whether it's drive times or multitasking, you know, I don't know, you got two phones, two laptops, I mean, two things going on. But absolutely, whether you call it a side job, a side gig or a side hustle uh, to get to where you may want to be financially 
particularly in the long term. Again, side hustles or side gigs. Sometimes there's some short-term expense, so you have to invest. Mm-hmm. And invest means that you don't get an immediate payback. But uh, yes, whether that's investing in a franchise or uh, you know on your own or crowdfunding into a real estate investment, I mean, those are all fantastic. Cash flow, monthly um, income coming in. We have a podcast, again, about different sources of income, and we'll probably do that again this year. It's that important, but it's absolutely an alternative to your traditional stream of income. Well, and I, I would equate it to, you know, as well, you look at some of, here, I'll use this as an example, athletes that are out there, and you will see a ton of different athletes who won't spend their entire rookie contract. They won't even live off of their salary. They'll live off of this you know, side stuff where they're doing appearances and they're signing autographs and they're doing commercials and all that stuff to a a lesser scale. Why can't the average person find things like that to do? Not signing autographs or taking photos or kissing babies, but finding side jobs to, again, start paying some small bills, start eating into, you know, all of your bills so that maybe you can potentially save more of that secured salaried type of position and then you can really start throwing more money toward your 401k, start investing, and maybe you can retire a little bit earlier. I, I think more people are starting to think that way as opposed to maybe in years past where you had you know, people who were, say, an engineer here locally and that was their gig, salary is X, this is the budget. Now let's find some other ways to generate income these days. Absolutely. And uh, I kind of smiled when you start talking about professional athletes or those that are might be blessed with a financial windfall, because I actually believe that the percentage that do that, that are saving their primary income and living off endorsements or putting money into, you know, uh, uh, alternative investments that are paying, you know, cash flow. I think that percentage is extremely low. Yeah, relative. It should to be the, more, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's a that's a shame. That's just a that's too bad. So sad, as my eleven year old daughter says. Too bad. So sad. And uh, but yes. We have a renaissance in, in this country, though, and people have figured that out, right? So when you have side hustles as a phrase on CNBC, trust me, the people that I'm talking to and the ones that we work with here, absolutely. As uh, Mike likes to say, I know the average millionaire, seven streams of income. He's heard that. He understands it. And I've always told Mike, you just want to be average, bro? That's all you want? No, no. We're going double digits. We're going to find a way to get you to 10 plus streams of income, right? So, um, yes, we're getting, we're getting there, I think, slowly but surely. Um, but every day, every dollar counts. Hey, guys, it's Bogey. I want to take a second to talk to you about Dewey Stefan and his excellent team at Great Lakes Wealth. Look, do you feel overwhelmed with managing your assets in today's financial world? I mean, think about the times we're in. Do you want financial freedom instead? Great Lakes Wealth offers Wall Street solutions with Main Street values. They sit down with you to develop custom financial solutions utilizing all of your assets, even your 401k. They build the future you want based on your goals and your dreams. That's what Great Lakes Wealth is all about. Thinking about you, thinking about your family, and thinking about your future. Simply go to greatlakeswealth.us to schedule an appointment today. They offer better investments and better service than anyone out there. Your road to financial freedom starts at greatlakeswealth.us. Please visit greatlakeswealth.us or simply give Great Lakes Wealth a call today. I want to kind of come back to this and tie a bow on, you know, the entire, again, start of year planning from, you know, a timeless perspective. This is something that every single year, 
where there's 2020, 2021, 2025, 2030. Holy crap, I'm going to be old by the time it's 2030. Whatever year it is, this is something that you need to be reviewing and doing every single year. So I want to at least for a few minutes focus on the situation that we have right now as it pertains to start of year planning because there is still a lot going on in our lives, in our country, and in our world as it pertains to a pandemic. So I guess how different is this year with the inauguration, with the pandemic, with the potential for stimulus, with with all these things going on, I, I guess how much do you have to take that into account when you're doing your start your start of year planning if you're listening to the podcast, you know, early in January 2021? Kyle, I started the pod with you and I said something about I hope 2020 really is hindsight. Do you remember this? Mm-hmm. Of course. Well, guess what? I've also got 2021 vision, baby. Okay? Why do you want 2020 vision? We can go for 2021 vision. Yeah, you don't want to be just average, right? Well, yeah. you see what I'm saying? Right. Yesterday's news, pal. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> so with that, absolutely. Uh, it is impactful. And I have said this on uh, local uh, television shows, on local panels, discussions I've been on. I'm saying it again here today with the Dow, you know, above 30,000, uh, the S&P at 3,800, the NASDAQ at 13,000, gold at almost 2,000, heck, even Bitcoin at 25,000, you know, depending. I'm saying this is still the investing opportunity of a generation. Okay. We are just getting started. Now, there will be ebbs and flows. There will be drops. There will be pops. All of that to say that absolutely we have three-plus vaccines coming to market, coming down the street. Just get in line and roll up your sleeve and get injected and all that fun stuff. And this is very serious to bring us out of COVID-19 and the quarantine, uh, but you also have stimulus. You also have financial uh, support from the Federal Reserve. You have um, uh, you know, valuations that are not at extreme levels. You may have, as I just said, rotate and rebalance. You have had some stocks from the stay-at-home economy that have really just you know, uh, lifted this market. Others that are still down and out in Beverly Hills. So all that to say that you have to either talk to a professional and understand that there are uh, you know, rebalancing and there are valuations, there are investments to overweight and underweight, if you will. Uh, and so, yes, it gets complicated fast, uh, but I think that's you know, the answer I've got. Is there, I guess, is there a time to be patient right now? Or is there, if you are in a position to potentially be aggressive invest like you said take advantage of the opportunity you know potentially of a lifetime if you're so inclined because i know not everyone out there you know has the ability to do that should you be more cautious should you be more aggressive does it just simply again depend on your your specific situation i'm going to give a shout out to one of our uh, beloved clients here at great lakes wealth bill i'm not going to say bill's last name but bill you know who you are and this is a perfect question for um me to answer to you and also to Bill, yeah. right? A lot of people wish they had got in in March, okay? Bill did, mm-hmm. okay? We uh, re- re- rotated, we rebalanced, we got in. Well, guess what? There was a situation that happened in uh, the end of November, early December, to where, hey, there's a pile of money. I think it's time to invest, right? But I don't want to do it right now with the market at these levels. And we said, right, you might want to wait, right? This is long-term. Sometimes you got to wait for your pitch. Sometimes you need to understand that you don't have to chase – you know, the, the light on the wall, like the cats do or whatever, right? So, yes, sometimes it is be patient and don't panic. In March, we were talking, and I was on Channel 7 saying, don't panic, be patient with the crash. Dewey, let's get out. Dewey, let's get out. Relax. Be patient. 
don't panic. I didn't know when the bottom was. I didn't say buy aggressively. I said you might want to start nibbling. Go back and check the clip. Also now, be patient. Don't panic. You don't have to jump in. Relax. There'll be a down day. There'll be a down month. Nothing goes straight up. We have this other phrase we say, revert to the mean. Things just have a fact of reverting to the mean over a period of time. So we're onward and upward. And so long term, you got 10, 20, 30 years. You're not going to look at it. Go ahead. Drop it all in. Go play your 18 at, uh, you know, Pebble Beach and then get on your private plane and go play over in Hawaii and go over to Europe and go play Old Head and just kind of come back back in 30 years and your pile will be a bigger pile, okay? But along the way, no, we talked at the beginning of this pod, budgets, short-term, medium, and long-term goals. We didn't talk about wants and wishes and needs, but all of your goals uh, you need to understand. So, yes, you can just be patient. Don't panic. So as it pertains, I guess, to the overall scope of this episode, the theme, you know, if you will, the start of year planning for not just, you know, this year, but for, again, every single year, whether it's now, whether it's five years from now, whatever it is, what is the overall bottom line in your mind as it pertains to start of year planning? Just again, to kind of bring it all, you know, back together. Uh, I think the bottom line is that it is the most exceptional tool that you'll have available to you, right? It will provide peace of mind for today as well as your future, okay? Not just for you in your silo, but for your family, for those around you that are part of your situation, right? So you always just need to understand where you are, where you're going, and how you're going to get there. Does that make sense? Of course. I'm going to leave today's episode with a uh, quote from J. Allen Shaw. I know you've just been waiting on uh, bated breath to wrap up with the quote on planning. Okay? J. Allen Shaw says, don't make resolutions without an action plan. The secret to success is right in your hands. (laughs) With that, Kyle, great to see you. Happy New Year. Sully, great to see you. Happy New Year, my friend. And with that, episode 32 We're just getting started. For any other information you may want as well, I encourage you to go to greatlakeswealth.us. And please, if you want some more information, you want to ask some specific questions, talk to a professional like Dewey or somebody on his team here at GLW, you can simply reach out to them uh, because they obviously are going to be able to take great care of you. The opinions expressed in this program are for general information purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or any specific security. It's only intended to provide education about the financial industry. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this program is no guarantee of future results. Any indices referenced for comparison are unmanaged and cannot be invested into directly. As always, please remember investing involves risks and possible loss of principal capital. Please seek advice from a licensed professional.